What's going on guys? Matt here from Hamlet Automotive Blog. Uh, today we'll be doing the five essential mods to do to your car to have it better situated for drifting. So first of all we're going to start off with a diff. Uh, stock your car is going to be coming with an open differential and basically what that means is that sometimes your car will have uh, both the wheels spinning at the same time but in certain situations when you're turning one side's going to unlock allowing the other wheel to spin faster uh, versus something like a two-way where 90% of the time both wheels are going to be locked and both wheels are going to be spinning at the same time. Um, so with an open differential you're not going to want to use those for drifting specifically when you're trying to get your car sideways and around those turns uh, the diff opening up on you is going to be a huge killer to speed and uh, you're not going to be able to get the desired angle you want. So something that people do when they start drifting their car, first we'll talk about the cheap option, you can actually weld your differential. Um, if you personally know how to weld or you have a buddy that can weld, this can be pretty easy for you. Uh, basically what you're going to do is you're going to remove the differential from your car, you're going to go in and you're going to put a plate in the middle and then you're going to weld the spider gears on the outside and that's going to lock your differential to itself. Uh, you put it back in and both your wheels are going to spin at the same time at the same speed all the time. Um, so it's going to be great for drifting, uh, daily driving not so much. You're really going to feel how harsh the car is going to start to turn and everything with a welded diff. Uh, versus something like a two-way differential where it'll have those moments where the diff unlocks But 90% of the time that diff is going to be locked especially in those situations where you really want it to be um, a welded diff you're gonna be in Maybe 50 bucks if you're able to use a differential in your car a two-way differential depending on what you buy You're gonna be running anywhere from three to four hundred dollars so definitely uh, a little bit more of an expensive cost versus just welding it. But definitely get rid of that open diff that's currently in your car. Moving on, we're going to be talking about racing seats. A racing seat is going to be key because getting rid of that stock seat in your car is going to be essential. Uh, you're going to be sliding around a lot in that stock seat. You're not going to be planted with this fixed back racing seat. With this fixed back racing seat, you're going to be playing it. You're going to be able to feel the car so much better. You're going to be able to transition from the clutch to the brake to the gas easily and without sliding around. So with racing seats, there's a, a bunch of different brands you can go with. I mean, they got Sparco. I personally have an NRG seat. You have Brides. Uh, it honestly depends on what your price point is. You can stay cheap and go with a lesser quality brand. Uh, you're not really giving up much other than it's not going to be FIA spec so you're not going to be able to use it in any sort of competition but if you're just getting this car set up for drifting events then you know going with a cheaper brand is going to be bad it's going to be able to it's going to keep you tucked in you're going to be able to be more planted in that car and you're going to really be able to feel those movements of your car better uh, so really it's going to help you out um, also there's going to be different sizes <clears throat> You're going to, you know, a size 32 seat isn't going to fit someone who's a size 36. Uh, they have all different s sorts of seats, some with uh, more bolstering on the side. 
to uh, keep your shoulders tucked in a little bit better, some that come up higher on the bottom, keep your legs tucked in better. It all depends on uh, you know what exactly you're looking to get from your racing seat and what style you like. You know, they have different colors, everything. Next, we're gonna be talking about suspension. Suspension's gonna be one of those key components to your car as well. Uh, not only talking about your car's actual suspension, but we're talking about you want a proper front end alignment, you know, something set up for drifting. You're not gonna have the same alignment for your drift cars you're gonna have for a daily driver, so those are two completely different things you're gonna want. Uh, talking about actual suspension for your car, drift cars are set up a little bit different where you're gonna have excessive amount of camber in the front. This camber in the front's gonna give you a little bit uh, more contact patch on the bottom while you're at full lock. So that's not something that's going to be set up like a normal car. Different type of uh, coilover brands you can go with. I mean, you know, just like seats and just like the diff option, it's really about what your price point is. You can go out, you can get yourself a Max Peating Rods for 200 bucks on eBay, or, you know, you can ball out and you can go get a set of BCs or a set of Fortune Autos. Uh, you can spend upwards of $2,000 and get something really specific towards your car. But it's all about, you know, what you're able to afford, uh, how you're actually getting into the sport of drifting, and how serious you are about it. You know, you don't want to dump $2,000 just in a set of coilovers, go drifting for a season, and realize that it's not exactly for you. So uh, staying on a budget's kind of nice. Also, you're going to want to go through and you're going to want to change out most of those bushings that hold your subframe, your differential, any sort of uh, control arm in. You're going to want to switch them out with some polyurethanes or even solid mount, depending on how serious you're going to go in with the sport. Solid bushings, you're really going to feel that vibration in the car a lot more. Um, so if that's something you're willing to deal with, then, you know, go ahead and do that. But a nice poly setup uh, is going to be good. You're going to get a nice mix between being able to feel the car but still being comfortable and not getting all that shake and rattle that solid bushings are going to get you. And uh, like we talked about a minute ago, an alignment. You're going to want to make sure your alignment's set up for your car. You're not going to want to go in, put in new tie rods and everything and, and not get it aligned, not put in new coilovers and everything not have it set up because you're just going to be going out and fighting the car the whole time and that's not what you're going to want to do to improve in the sport uh, so you really got to get go out pay the money get the front end aligned and know that it's going to be set up and know that it's going to be right for what you want it to do the next topic we're going to be getting into is the steering wheel your stock steering wheel is not really going to be set up for drifting uh, they're going to be big and bulky. They're going to be made from a, a cheap leather material. Most of the time, if you paid under $500 for your vehicle, uh, it's going to be a clapped out steering wheel. The leather's going to be old and dry rotted, and it's not going to be good for drifting. So, what you're going to do, you can go out, get yourself a cheap hub, or you can, you know, like we've talked about this whole time, everything has different price options. You can go cheap, you can go expensive. But go out, get yourself a hub, pull that old steering wheel off, and you can get a, a better aftermarket. And <clears throat> the aftermarket selection is pretty pretty big with steering wheels. I mean, you have 
three spokes, two spokes, uh, you have wood, you have suede, you can go acrylic and do some fancy hot boy, but you know, it's really whatever you want to do um, and what you can afford, you know. You can support your, your local drifters and, and buy a, a wheel from them, but it's not going to be the same quality and the same material as actually buying from a company like Sparco, Nardi, uh, you know, Keys. It's, it's you know, you're really going to get what you pay for. NRG had that whole lawsuit a few years ago where their steering wheels were basically ripping apart. Um, and so from there, NRG really stepped up their game. They started coming out with their Reinforced Series and uh, they're a pretty good introductory wheel for the price point now. I believe they're about $200. Um, I honestly just bought a wheel from a company called D&D Performance. It's a suede wheel, suede metal wheel. It is reinforced, so it's not going to break if I get in a wreck. Um, but I got that from a company called D&D Performance. And it's, it's honestly, like we've talked about this whole time, it's whatever you're able to afford for your car. You don't have to go out and buy the biggest and the most expensive stuff out. You know, you're not gonna be able to V8 swap your car right away, so work with what you have. Work with what you can afford. Um, so really, those are my top four that every drift car coming in needs. Uh, the last one is just kind of like my add-in to it, uh, you know, some people might not find it as necessary as other things. Some people might not even find it necessary at all if your stock stuff works, but I added in anyways. The last one I'm going to talk about is gauges. So for me, I feel like gauges are a good point because you're never really going to be able to trust your stock gauges unless you know for certain and you've tested it yourself that they work perfectly. It's just a sketchy thing for me, and that's why putting in a set of cheap aftermarket gauges is just a little bit better of an idea. It's a, definitely a safety feature that it's not going to be something stupid to uh, buy into. Making sure that your car's oil temp, at least get an oil temp and a coolant temp. If your car is naturally aspirated, you know, maybe a boost gauge if you if you want it, if your car is turboed or supercharged. But uh, oil temp, I mean, you want to make sure you're not cooking your oil. If you start cooking your oil, it's you're breaking down the minerals actually in the oil that help keep your engine healthy and keep your engine running. As you break that material down, it's not going to be able to help your engine as much. So your engine's going to start wearing down more. Your parts are going to get worn. You know, you're going to end up throwing a bearing or something like that. Throw a rod through your block. And, you know, then then you're kind of screwed. You're going to start with a new engine. Um, so that's why an oil temp for me is kind of key. Uh, so that way, you know, you constantly know your oil temps and that way you know your engine's healthy that way you know you're you're getting the maximum life out of it and that's what you know seat time is there for you're trying to get the maximum for the minimum uh and then also coolant temp with coolant temp i feel like that's kind of like a no-brainer why it should be in there uh some coolant temp gauges from the factory just don't work so get yourself a nice cheap aftermarket one in there that way you can keep an eye on it, make sure your car's not running too hot. 
Uh, you know, you start running your car too high, you're going to blow a head gasket, you're going to warp ahead, warp the block, and then, then, you know, you're in the same situation as if you actually blew your block, you're screwed for a little bit. you got to take it to a machine shop, replace the head gasket, get everything redecked and resurfaced, and it's just time where you could be driving. So, uh, you know, definitely put those two gauges in. Thanks for listening, everybody. Once again, this is Matt from Hamlet Automotive. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I'll catch you next week.